Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. If you guys are new to the channel, I'm Sean, and let's we're going to go through all 30 teams with the NBA season starting today. Um, this is um, I am gone. I am currently about to be moving, so you know I just want to get this out for you guys while I'm available. But uh, yeah, as you guys can see, here we're using Tier Maker. Shout out to Tier Maker. Um, so we have five tiers: rebuilding teams, bad but competitive teams, playoff caliber teams. For sure, teams are going to make the playoffs, and then you have the legit title contenders. So let's get started here with number 30. This I'm going to rank them as well because for uh, for our podcast platforms, I want you guys to be able to like hear and like, know what I'm talking about. But first team, which is going to be number 30 for my rebuilding teams, I got the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think this is what last year was supposed to be. Um, a rebuilding year. Shea Gibbs Alexander is going to get a lot more attention this year, so we're going to really see what he can do this year. Um, you know, there's not very many pieces around around this team, and that kind of just sucks that that's the way it has to be. Number 29, the New York Knicks. I'm seeing a lot of people say, um, oh, the Knicks, you know, they have potential, though. It's the Knicks. They're going to find some way to mess it up. Obi Toppin looks like he's a really solid player. Um, you still got RJ Barrett. They're really young. Uh, I think they still have Mitchell Robinson. They're, they're really, really young, but the, it's the Knicks. They're going to mess it up some way, somehow. Um, so, yeah, really that. Number 28, the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, if I can drag them over. Um, yeah, the Cavs are 28, not to Myron's uh, like, probably. Um, you know, for the Cavs, for me, they just have a lot of really bad contracts. Andre Jones getting paid a lot of money. Kevin Love still getting paid a crap ton of money. Um, and then you look at, like, the rest. You don't areas to fill your um, cast space with. I mean, you don't have very many ways to improve your roster because you're not going to get anybody free agency. One, because Cleveland's not a desirable destination. And two, because even if it – even if it was somewhat like people would want to go there, the ownership starting with Dan Gilbert is god awful. So nobody really want to play there. You don't have very many assets in terms of trades because your rookies or your younger talent haven't really panned out well. So the Cavs are just in really a bad spot here. Um, excuse me. Command number twenty-seven here for me. We're going to go with the Sacramento Kings. And the reason I'm going to go with the Kings is not because I think they're, I think they're better than the Cavs. Um, actually, no, no, let's take, the, let's take them out. Let's take them out. Number 27, I'm going to get the Kings back. 27, we're going to go with the Detroit Pistons. They're in a rebuilding spot. They got, you know, a couple of, like if Blake can come back healthy. Last time they were healthy, they were a playoff team with Blake. Um, obviously, they had Drummond then still. But another thing here is the East is way better now, way better. And I just don't see them making a legitimate playoff push. Uh, number 26, I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, they made some offseason improvements. I think they're all rather overrated. Uh, you got Gordon Hayward. LaMelo Ball is going to be decent at least. Um, I, just, I just don't know how much you're going to really be able to accomplish with this Charlotte Hornets team. Um, so, yeah, I would say, like, this is the rebuilding tiers for sure. Um, so what's that? 20, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26. All right. Come in number 25. Now I'm going to throw in 
the Sacramento Kings in a bad but competitive teams. Look, De'Aaron Fox, buddy, here, they lost Bogdan Bogdanovich, but I think De'Aaron Fox to take that next step. You got Hassan White, so you got some solid pieces. This is a loaded Western Conference, though, so they're going to be a bad team in terms of record rise, but they're going to be competing. I mean, like, they're going to be not competing. They're going to be competitive most nights. They're, they're still rather a, a pretty bad team. they got some holes on the roster. I don't really like their wings. Um, and he lost Bogdanovich as well. Uh, coming in number 24, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I just feel like I've seen this story over and over again, you know, oh, D'Lo, Wings, they got Anthony Edwards. But, I mean, the Timberwolves and the Nuggets are I mean, kind of similar in the fact that, you know, your best player, well, look, they're not a, they're not a large market. They're rather small market teams. Um, your best players are big, right? But the difference is Denver ran from top to bottom is one of the best or most well-ran organizations in the entire league in terms of, like, development, in terms of front office and ownership. Minnesota, it feels like the exact opposite. Um so, and you already know how I feel. You are not going to win a championship without a superstar wing or a superstar guard. That's just the loop. That's just the way the NBA is right now. And I don't see the Timberwolves as that. Um, I think that's 24. So coming in number 23, the Orlando Magic. Um, Jonathan Isaac, he should be back at some point. I still see in a loaded Easter conference how this team really does anything. Um, again, they're going to be fine. They're going to compete. They're going to be competitive. They play tough. They're hard. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a night where, like, the, the Nets come to town to Orlando, and the Magic are going to steal one on them. Case in point, they stole a game against the Raptors last year. They stole a game against the Bucks this year, and they got swept the rest of the way. They're a tough team. They're a tough out. Um, so they're going to get – they're going to – you – don't show up to play 100%. They're gonna, um, they're capable of, you know, upsetting you, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I got, I got the magic at number 23. Number 22, I got the Chicago Bulls. Um, Zach Levine, Kobe White was playing phenomenal towards the end of the season. Lori Markin, can he continue to make that, that uh, jump in terms of development? Um, Billy Donovan's a good coach. It seems like they probably got some potential culture instilled now that Billy Donovan is there. But, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. And I think this is the chunk of the league. And I think there are about, what's this, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 26, 26, 26. I would say there are 21 teams. I can, I can say this confidently. 21 teams in the NBA are in a hunt for 16 spots, which is, I mean, I guess that makes sense. There's 16 spots, not the NFL. There's 12 spots for 14. But um, let's start off number 21 with the San Antonio Spurs, not for sure playoff team, playoff caliber teams. And what I mean by playoff caliber teams is I look at the roster and they could make the playoffs, but they're not in there for sure playoff teams. So I mean, like they need a little bit of help here. I think something needs to go wrong for somebody or something like that. Or if you're in it, or, you know, for sure playoff teams, also like really competitive teams that I think could make a jump. So those are that's how I like kind of separate these tiers. So either, you know, you have a roster, I'll look at your roster. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can see it. I can see them make uh making a playoffs. So we need a little help potentially. And then the for sure playoff tier teams 
far more teams. I'm like, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. And they, if they do something specific right, I think they can make that jump to become a legit title contender. But anyway, the Spurs, playoff caliber team. They're going to need a lot of help. They're in a loaded Western Conference. They're just looking at this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven remaining Western Conference teams uh, that I've not mentioned yet. So, you know, that's that's where it comes in for me. Um, you can never count out a great Popovich coach team, the greatest coach of all time. Um, DeMar DeRosa, LaMarcus Aldridge, I feel like we hit their peak. Um, and I, I would say it's time for a rebuild, but, you know, San Antonio, they don't rebuild, at least until Pop leaves. So that's them. Coming in at number 20, I got the um, – hmm. coming in at number 20, I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers. I feel their playoff hopes hinge on Victor Oladipo. I think we're, I think we're like a little overreacting to Victor Oladipo's performance in, last year when he came back. He didn't look the same, um, but that's expected. Like, come on now, look at Gordon Hayward, Paul George. It takes about a year to come back and be somewhat of your normal self after a cataclysmic injury. So I'm not going to overreact. The Monster Sabonis played really well last year. Miles Turner looked like he was making that next step. In his development, if Victor Oladipo comes back and shows us that Victor Oladipo we saw prior to his injury, Indiana can creep into potentially that for sure playoff teams. Because I think it hinges on Victor Oladipo. Um, Coming in number 19, I got the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I, and yeah, you, you're like, well, how, how Sean has the Grizzlies over the Pelicans? I'll explain why. Um, look, the Pelicans, what's troubling for me is I just don't trust them. You know, you, you get Steven Adams, you get Eric Bledsoe, you still got Lonzo, J.J. Reddick, Zion Williams, and Brandon Ingram. I mean, there's one ball still. And almost every guy that I just mentioned, except Steven Adams, kind of needs the ball to be effective in different ways. Bledsoe, I guess you could say he could be an uh, off-ball guy that really just plays defense. Well, Lonzo is really ineffective without the ball in his hands because he's more of a He's a natural point guard trying to get the uh, ball distributed out to others. Um, Brandon Ingram is a scorer, and we've—he's. I mean, would you rather have him off ball? I, I would say not. Not an elite defender. Zion, I would say you—you you have to feed Zion. So yeah, he needs the ball. It's only one ball, um, and you know injury concerns as well. Lonzo can't really stay a full season healthy. Zion definitely has injury concerns. Um, and they're in a loaded Western Conference. I kind of just trust a couple of these other teams just a little bit, just a smidge more. Um, coming at number 17. Wait, I cannot count. It's 21, 2019. Okay, my bad. Coming at number 18. I got the Atlanta Hawks coming in number 18. Um, look with Atlanta, they had one of the better off seasons, in my opinion. Trey, you saw Trey Young, you get by you steal Bogdanovich from Milwaukee practically. Um Bogdanovich, you get playoff Rondo to the roster. Beyond, you still have DeAndre Hunter. You still have Cam Reddish. Ooh, I'm talking about some bits of this. You still have – you haven't even seen Click Capella. You still have John Collins, Kevin Hitter. This team is really young and really, really deep. I like the Hawks. Um, and I, I think defensively is a little bit of a worry for me. Uh, especially with the guard spot, like Trey's, we know was a liability. I love Trey Young. He's kind of a liability defensively. Hasn't always stayed completely healthy either. 
So, you know, we'll be looking forward to that. Atlanta should be fun to watch this year. Lord, Lloyd Pierce looks like a solid head coach. Atlanta's going to be really fun to watch this year. I'm excited. I'm excited for the season to start. And make sure I can count now. 21, 19, 18, 21, 19, 20, 20, 19, 18. I just skipped 20 like twice. Command number 17. Now I feel it's appropriate for the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant, I think he'll take the next step. Yeah, you're going to miss Jaron Jackson Jr. for at least the start of the season. But Brandon Clark looks like he is a really nice player. I think he can fill in Jaron Jackson's role until he gets back. Um, you still have Jonas Valanciunas. Dylan Brooks looked like he can really ball out, at least last year anyway. Um, you have a solid head coach. It seems like to be a culture. And John Moran, um, I expect him to take that next step this year. So I just trust Memphis a little bit more than New Orleans. Um, it, it, all across the board, really, in terms of guard play, I trust them more, which is, again, the most important, arguably the most important position. You can go wing as well. I just trust, I trust Memphis a lot more um, than New Orleans. Uh, Command number 16 here. Um, yes, I'm still counting. Uh, we're going to go with the Utah Jazz. And as you guys can tell, this tier is loaded with uh, – this, this is the longest tier so far. I still got a couple more. Um, Utah, they're in a really tough situation. They're not Denver. Like, Denver's like the team – if you're a small market team, you strive to be Denver, right? Denver, I'll get more to Denver later. Denver can, like, improve, I feel. Utah, I feel, is kind of stuck. Donovan Mitchell, how much how, – how much better can he really get? You reached your ceiling with Rudy Gobert. Mike Conley is only going to arguably get worse. You saw Bogdanovich and Ingles. They're not very deep. Um, you don't really have very many trade assets. Utah's not a desirable destination. So Utah's kind of just in its weird spot, and they're stuck, I feel. They're a playoff caliber team. It's a loaded Western Conference. So they're a playoff caliber team. I saw how you improve this roster, and that's kind of what's conflicting me right now. Um, coming in number 15, uh, I think now it's time to, you know, talk about the Washington Wizards, who are an astounding, an out astounding, I'm not sure that's the word, an outstanding offseason. Um, you trade John Wall, you get Russell Westbrook, I think you win that deal, unless John Wall is 100% healthy, which John Wall has looked really, really nice. Um, I'll talk about Wall in a, in a minute here. He's actually, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, but, yeah, I, I just look at, and you saw Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans is back, Thomas, oh, I think it's Thomas O'Brien. If it's Thomas O'Brien, uh, I stand correct. I apologize on that. But, um, you know, when you look at, you got Danny, I forget his last name. You have the Danny guy you just drafted. You have some nice pieces on this roster, and I think they'll be able to compete for like a six to seven seed in the Eastern Conference. Because we forget, John Wall and Russell Westbrook went healthy. They never missed the playoffs. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal should be able to make the playoffs this year. Um, coming in number 14, I got the Houston Rockets. It is all hinges on James Harden, because if James Harden doesn't play, they'll be in a bad but competitive tier. But James Harden plays, I think Houston can be number 14. I think Houston, you know, Harden is still a top – he's a top 10 player. John Wall went out. He's a top five point guard. Eric Gordon, uh, Eric Gordon, Daniel House, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. It looks 
pretty solid, actually. Um, Steven Silas, I trust him. He's a solid head coach coming from the Rick Carlisle tree, if you will, if you want to start, you know, giving, calling you the Rick Carlisle tree. Um, you know, he was, a, he was a part of the most efficient offense ever last year um, in terms of coaching-wise. So I, I, I trust him a little bit. And um, it just really all comes down to um, James Harden. It all comes down to James Harden. The final team in this tier, finally, only 21, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14. Yeah, number 13 of Toronto Raptors. Um, this is the year I think we see a step back. Similar to the Thunder, I kind of got them wrong last year. I said, uh, you know, you know, you lose Kawhi, you lose Eddie Green. Uh, I'm not sure if you can, you know, I think you may be a first on exit. This is the year where I'm like, yeah, yeah. You still, you still haven't really replaced Kawhi and Danny Green because you, uh, you haven't replaced Danny at all. Kawhi, last year, okay, maybe it could be Pascal, but we saw against the best teams, best defenses anyway, which was last year, both LA teams, Boston and Milwaukee. Pascal was like 15 points per game, like 37% shooting from the field. And then the bubble, he was arguably even worse, pandemic P. Um, is why, I mean, that's where you guys nicknamed from, from his horrible performance in the bubble. Um, he would have to take that, he would have to jump from all-star to superstar for me to change my mind about this Raptors team. Because now instead of replacing, um, you know, you lose some locker room leadership, some tough, gritty defense from Gasol and Ibaki, still trying to replace Kawhi and Danny Green. This is the year I think we see that step back from the Rock, from the Raptors, no pun intended because it's a step back. Now we're going into the tier of the of for sure playoff teams. For sure playoff teams. Like all every team in I'm about to say, I expect all 12 of these teams to make the playoffs. And excuse me. We're gonna start this list off surprisingly with the Phoenix Suns, number 12. And I'm saying it surprisingly because technically this would mean I, I expect Golden State to finish better in the regular season in the regular season at Phoenix. That's not necessarily true, but I, I, I'm i putting Phoenix below going to stay because the trust factor won. Phoenix is really, really young, going really young teams. You kind of, you got to learn and know, and well, you got to learn how to win. And I'm not so sure that they, not, not that it's their fault. They have a, they don't know how to win yet. Um, So I think they might struggle a little bit out of the gate and go and stay, um, you know, plays well enough throughout the course of the year to finish better than them. Speaking of which, Golden State number 11. Golden State, there's, there's, there's missing Clay Thompson. He He's going to be big. Now, next year, because you could argue they only they only traded for Kelly Oubre Jr. because of Clay Thompson get going down. Next year, now you come back a little bit deeper. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, um, crap. Wiseman, Draymond, you could bring Oubre or Wiggins up the bench, whichever, whichever one. Um now you're a, a little bit deeper next year. You're already kind of deep at the big spot with Paschal, and I believe they still have Looney. Steve Kerr is one of the best coaches in basketball right now. I trust them, man. The heart of a champion, as Dabo Sweeney would say. But, um, yeah, I just trust them a tad bit more. Coming in number 10, give me the Dallas Mavericks. Luke has got the – he's going to play out of his mind. He's my pick for MVP, even on the fantasy basketball draft show. I said Steph or Dame. Um, I said Steph or Dame because I just want to be different. I think Luca is, like, the 
favorite to win the MVP this year. He's going to have to play the MVP caliber level, especially until Kristaps comes back. If Luca's playing at MVP, MVP caliber level, they're healthy, and Kristaps um, comes back at some point, and he plays back to – he was bowling like the last – I think it was last two, three weeks prior to the bubble, um, prior to the uh, pause of the season. He was playing some of, uh, some of his best basketball since his Nick days. So I like Dallas at number 10. Number nine, and this is only for the number nine. Uh, I was going to say somebody else, but number nine, how about the Philadelphia 76ers? Um, look, can Doc, can Doc figure it out? Can Doc get this pairing to work? With the trade rumors for Harden and, you know, reportedly, you know, this, the uh, Rockets, you know, furthering conversations, not only with the Nets and the Sixers, but with other teams not named the Sixers and the Nets. It, it is imperative for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to get this pairing to work this year. I love what Daryl Morey and uh, Eldon Brand did this offseason, acquiring some shooting, which is desperately needed, and Danny Green and Steph Curry. Um, so, I, I like Philly this year. I like Philly. I, I, I think they're for sure a playoff team. Number eight, I like the Miami Heat at number eight. Um, you know, you lose you lose Derrick Jones Jr., you lose Jay Crowder. I think we're kind of underrating them losing, excuse me, Jay Crowder to the Suns. I think we're kind of underrating that. Um, I, I think this year kind of relies on Tyler Hero to take that next step. Jimmy's not going to go try to score 30 every night. So Tyler Hero's going to have to be that guy that's going to have to step up. And I compare him to Clay Thompson offensively, but a little bit better with the ball in his hands, meaning, like, you know, you could put him in a lot of pick-and-roll situation. We saw that in the bubble. He did really, really good. He has that desire to be great, I feel. He is. He has that it factor. You know, he's, he has that swag about him. You, you, just, you just like to see it. Um, Coming in number seven, I like – I got the Portland Trailblazers at number seven. Um, here's the thing for me with Portland. I think, why are we talking about Portland enough? I thought they had one of the better off seasons, if not the best off season, um, out of everybody in the NBA. You get Robert Covington, you get Derek Jones Jr. as a defense, much needed defense in this roster. Speaking of which, I forgot to talk about this with the Mavericks. They also acquired Josh Richardson for the Mavericks. So, so much needed defense for the Mavericks. I'm done with them. Um, but the Blazers, you still got Dame, you still got CJ, you still got Melo, you're finally healthy. Um, you got so this is what you look at. You look at Dame, CJ, Covington, Derek Jones Jr., Nurkic, Warner's rare player in the world, Gary Turner Jr., um, Simmons, I believe, Melo, and Cancer Collins. They go 10-11 deep. This team is really, really good. Um, and we're sleeping on them. I'm not, obviously. But I think a lot of people are sleeping on uh, Portland. And coming in number number six, coming in number six, I'm, I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. Uh, they're weird. Uh, if you asked me this a week ago, I would have said Boston would have been my legit title contender tier. But I, I'm not so sure now because, you know, they're they're really, like, they're, they're not deep at all um, at any position on the depth chart uh they're just not a deep team they're really relying on being healthy this year and Kemba's already out until at least January 
So, I mean, I and Jason Tatum is he's he's legit. He's a superstar in this league. Jalen Brown, he he's got to take that next step, I guess. Um, like I I don't know, like Jamal Murray, like like all he I say Brown is an All Star caliber player. He's got the like bridge the gap between All Star and superstar. I guess a star, but I, I I have a weird feeling about the Celtics coming in number five. Uh, I got the Denver Nuggets. They're the last team in this tier. Um, Denver, I mean, how do you improve them, though? Um, I, I guess it's, like, within development, and it starts with Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is the key to this team winning a championship soon. Um, if he can elevate and play at a superstar caliber level, Denver is going to go into that legit title contender tier. If he plays the way he did last year, which wasn't even a bad bad year but if he plays like that um they're gonna stay here in this for sure playoff too because again you're not good with a championship without a superstar guard or a superstar wing and they don't have either of those right now anyway um coming in number four start the legit title contender. i got the los angeles clippers i think they got worse um you lose montrez harrell lou williams is likely going to get traded throughout the season um pg 13 percent is myron would call him you know, you can't trust them in the playoffs. Kawhi looks human for once, and you're a you, – it's a new coaching hire. Granted, he, you're hiring from within. But still, um, there's a new tampering investigation. This is a lot outside distractions with this Clippers team. It seems like they're cursed. Um, yeah, the Clippers are a weird team for me. Coming in number three, the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I have them going to the finals. But I think in the regular season, the, the Bucks would be a slightly better team than them. Um, I think the Bucs are just built for the regular season a lot more, if I'm being honest with you, than the Brooklyn Nets. Um, KD, Kyrie, this team is deep. Kyrie, KD, LeBert, Harris, Dinwiddie, DJ, Jared Allen, uh, Jeff Green, and more. Brooklyn is going to be really, really good. You got Steve Nash, Mike D'Antoni. Um, I, I like Brooklyn. I think they're going to be slightly better in the postseason. Number two, the Milwaukee Bucks. They had an overrated offseason for me. I think we're overhyping the, the Drew Holiday effect. You know, it was it was fine. You know, um, nothing is like screams like, oh, my God, yay. Because he doesn't solve their problems. They need a legit closer because Giannis can't close out games, at least yet. Um, he seems like unwilling to close out games and have the ball in his hands in the big-time moments, in the playoffs, not in some meaningless game against the Sacramento Kings, for example, in a big-time game. Like, that's why I said, if they got Chris Paul, they would be my favorite to win the whole daggone championship over the Lakers and over the Nets. But they don't, Chris Paul, and that's a big thing. Number one, the Los Angeles Lakers, they had arguably the best offseason. We, we got younger, we're more deep. Taylor Horton Tucker is playing out of his mind right now. Um, you still got Kuz. We're, we're, we got younger, and I really loved their offseason. So that's it for this video. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up button as hard as you possibly can. Let, um, subscribe, share, like, comment, subscribe, whatever. Hit that post notification bell so you guys are updated for all um, when we upload. And this will be our podcasting platforms. And shout out to Spencer Stevens for making this tier maker. Thank you guys for watching, and peace out.